Hello, everyone. This is Chris Van Dyne from North Coast Sports. You'll hear me here every week during football season with my main man, Stu, from the StuCast. And just want to let everyone know we got a lot going on at North Coast. We got Power Sweep coming up. Going to be releasing that at the end of August. And get on board for Power Sweep at ncsports.com. Definitely check out our podcast on ncsports.com. And like I said, you'll hear me every week giving out some of the best handicapping picks that you will get in the industry uh, with Stu and Bobcat every week here, as well as at North Coast Sports, ncsports.com. And we're looking forward to football season. All right, folks, we are back. This is not going to be a regular thing, but figured we got nothing going on uh, and our children are asleep. So let's do a little recap. We can recap back with the crew, Chris Van Dyne, North Coast Sports, the Bobcat, John Castorani, and our friend Rob, who's, thank Christ he's not on here picking horses because he's horrific. <laughs> uh, so thank you, fellas. Let's get right into it. We're going to go over some of the big games that happened and uh, we'll pipe in a, a, a quick comment or two where it, where it works. Go back to Thursday in a recap. Boise State blows a huge lead at UCF, losing 36-31. A big, a big time uh, game that's coming up for both teams. East Carolina loses 33-19 at App State. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but East Carolina is kind of interesting against uh, – South Carolina next week. See what happens there. And App State picks up Miami next week. Uh, Bailey Zapp on his way to winning the Heisman this year. Uh, 47 touchdowns against Tennessee Martin. Go Hilltoppers. Uh, Ohio State uh, on the ropes. Ibrahim gets hurt. They sneak it out against Minnesota by 14. Chris, I wanted to lead off with you. Are, are you looking at out of the top teams today outside of obviously Bama, who we'll get to is Ohio, did Ohio state's performance, like drop, push them up, drop them down in your mind. Uh, it was on, it was uneven, but you have a freshman quarterback making his first career start against a really inexperienced, really experienced Minnesota team on the road. I actually came away pretty impressed with Ohio State because they handled the adversity. They dealt with with what they needed to in the second half. They pulled away. And I'll tell you what, I, I saw some explosiveness from that offense. Stroud will improve as the season goes. And Henderson's got gates. So I actually came away impressed with Ohio State. Naturally, the first half was scary for them, but I think they're fine. And after seeing what the rest of the Big Ten has to offer, I don't think there's anything that's really going to challenge them. Going on to Friday, North Carolina goes into Blacksburg and Sam Howell looks like he's probably going to be drafted by my Lions and I'm going to be, you know, sentenced to another 17 years of mediocrity. Uh, Bobcat, you pinpointed this game as possibly being dangerous. What's your take on Tech and what's your take on North Carolina coming out of it first game? So, and I, I told you this earlier today, Stu, at about 11 o'clock before uh, all the kickoffs happened at noon, 
But up until that point, I think Vatek was the best secondary I've seen so far this college, this short college football season. I think Vatek handled it extremely well. They looked much more aggressive and faster than UNC. And, you know, I tend to agree with, with Mac in saying that UNC was overrated. All we heard all offseason was that this was UNC's best team ever. They are going to compete with your Clemson. They could win the ACC and kind of slip into the college football playoff. I think Sam Howell proved that he is Mitchell Trubisky uh, 2.0. I mean, he sits in that pocket and it looks like he needs, you know, kind of like somebody to click the button for him, you know, click X to throw to the receiver. Uh, but but Vitek's secondary, give him credit where credit's due. I think only one's a true freshman. Number 44, his name's slipping me right now. I think his last name's Strong. Uh, but their, their secondary looked extremely, you know, just well-poised, well-put together, uh, and just much faster than UNC. But, like, as you and I talked about, you know, outside of downs, does UNC have any deep ball receivers that, that are threats? And, and that remains to be determined. And is really? Dorian Strong. You're What's that? Right. Dorian Strong. Yeah, Dorian Strong. Yeah, that, that guy's a baller. He's an athlete. He's long. He's physical. Uh, and I think that he'll probably be a top 15 pick uh, as a nickel or a strong safety, maybe even a free safety at the next level in the next three or four years. All right. Thank you, Colonel Taylor. Uh, in, in a related note, not related to Ryder Strong, shout out Boy Meets World. Duke loses to Charlotte. Nice call, Rob, 31-28. Duke is horrific. Uh, and then in the game of the day, uh, Michigan State throat punches Northwestern in what is being considered a home game, even though they technically played it in Chicago. Rob, any thoughts on the green and white and how great Mel Tucker is? Listen, I'm, I'm going to let you take your bow, take your bow. We've had to listen to you all offseason. Mel Tucker, the transfers, the transfers that left where they went. I don't even know. <laughs> I think they're back playing high school, the ones that left. One's currently State. costing me a lot of money in Atlanta right now. So, But I'll I, I tell you what, the transfer from um, the running back last night, the transfer you guys got from Vanderbilt, right? Uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. He was impressive last night running the ball. I mean, man, and just the way Michigan State dominated him, I thought up front. I mean, they just bullied them. You know, Northwestern, I know they lost Slater. They've lost some players on the lines, but I was really taken away with Michigan State, just how they played. I mean, they played a classic Big Ten game, just bullied them with good defense and offensive line, just dominated the game for them. You, you followed under things you love to see. Uh, let's go to today. A few few games have gone final. We still got a great slate of games going on. USC pulls out a, a nice victory against San Jose State. It was a little, you know, Keaton Slavis did not look great in the first half, uh, but they pull it out 30 to 7. Texas. Nick, for, hey, Nick, Nick Starkle, the turnover machine when he plays a, a decent defense. Yeah, that isn't that shocking? Yeah. Uh, Texas takes out uh, the Raging Cajuns 38-18. I thought Hudson Card was pretty good, John. Um, and, you know, Bajan Robinson, it's a nice win for the first uh, game in Sark's career here at Texas. Um, interested to see your thoughts on uh, Hudson Card. 
Yeah, so I, I texted you during the game and I said, hey, watch this next series with Hudson. I thought that Sarkeesian was was spreading the spreading the ball around, was was spreading the field with Hudson. Yeah, he made some some silly throws or overthrows, uh, but still ended up going 14 to 21 with 224 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I think he was sacked three or four times. Uh, Bajan Robinson did a good job. I think he carried the ball 20 times, damn near 20 times, had over 100 yards. Uh, so just about five yards to carry there, over five yards to carry. I, I really believe that Sarkeesian has limited this offense. I think as the season progresses, once we get to about the, the Red, River, Red River rivalry, I think we'll see that he's going he's gonna to the, expand the playbook for Hudson. I think, he, I think he played phenomenal for, you know, being a freshman. It's his first ever start. It was at home. It's a friendly environment. Uh, but the Raging Cajuns, what are they, returning 20 starters from last year? And, and Billy Napier is no slouch. Uh, so he had two former assistants under Coach Saban coaching against each other. Uh, but you could just tell from the start of it that uh, Louisiana was overmatched by just sheer depth and, and just talent uh, from Texas. But I think Sarkeesian did a really good job uh, with, with Card, you know, grooming him to, you know, gain confidence uh, before the season really gets started for those guys. Iowa State barely squeaks one out against Northern Iowa. I, I'm starting to think this is just a team that starts slow every year. Uh, Mississippi State, look at that. The air raid finally shows up late in the fourth quarter, beats Louisiana Tech. I know uh, NC Sports was on Louisiana Tech um, today, so that was a nice call by you guys. Uh, Did you guys see that stat with Louisiana State? The games that they've blown, uh, almost beating top 20 teams. Oh, a lot tech? Yeah. I haven't seen that. What would the stats say? It's right here. Hold on one second, one second, one second. They had it right here. In 2016, they had Arkansas, 2017 South Carolina, and today versus Mississippi State. They blew fourth quarter leads and lost by one point to SEC opponents. Tech's 20 point blown lead is the largest comeback in Mississippi State history. Did you guys see the end of that game? How how Louisiana Tech finished that game? No, I, I was watching it, uh, tracking it on my phone. How did it? They got to the, the 30 yard line and Skip Holtz called three straight runs up the middle and Settled for a long field goal with a kicker that's got like a career high of 42. Skip Holtz doing Holtz things. I lo you love to see it. Missouri escapes to fighting chips, fire up chips, 34-24. Uh, a game that I know nobody really cares about. By Wyoming barely got past Montana State, and Wyoming's supposed to be the competition for Boise State in the Mountain West in that side of the division, so – Something interesting there. Bobcat, I'll let you take this. Uh, Bama rolls all over Miami, Florida, like a tide. 44-13, uh, take it away. Yeah, so Atlanta bred rapper Fujiano has a song fittingly titled Dead in what? Miami. What did you just say? <laughs> Listen, Atlanta bred rapper. Fujiano has a okay. song Chris, fittingly titled. Chris, you know Fujiano? Listen, your listeners. Is that in the wrestling practice? Do, are you, are you putting him. that in? 
Google him. He, he has a he song. He looks like a guy that listens to rap music. Yeah, yeah Fujiano. I, I yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know who the hell that is. Listen, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. But I, I found this and while I was prepping for this, is he uh, related but, to Project Pat? I don't know, <laughs> but his name is Fujiano. F O O G I A N O. Right. So he has a song that's fittingly titled today, "Dead in Miami." Okay. And this fits the narrative for your Miami Hurricanes, dead in Atlanta. Okay. Thoughts and fucking prayers to you guys. Moment of silence. Now let's get into the meat of it. (laughs) Only one of two things can be true. Okay. Either Alabama is the best team in college football, hands down, or Miami is overrated trash that will finish third or fourth in the coastal after starting 0-3 to Alabama, App State, and Michigan State. What about right. a third option of maybe they're not as good as Alabama, but they're in that second tier? Alan, we've been talking about it the entire offseason for probably the last two months. Me as an Alabama fan, I'm not high on this Alabama team. So what they did today, soul searching is needed. And Manny Diaz calling the defensive plays is not fucking it. It's not it. Period. The end. Look, Bryce Young went 27 to 38. Half of those 27 passes were directly scripted little screen plays that went straight to the first read. The other half. At one point, they went with like three or four straight wide receiver screens. Right. Like they just alternated the feet, the side of the field. We're going left. Now we're going right. Oh, where do we go left now? Bryce Young is giving me all sorts of Jalen Hurts vibes. God forbid if Bryce Young. Oh, shit. You're going to end up on Bama Insiders now. I don't care. Rob, leak it. Leak it, Rob. (laughs) He's talking about my quarterback, man. I mean, come on. (laughs) Look, look, B-Rob, Trey Sanders, and Jace McClellan all averaged over five yards of carry. They did really good work. You have Jameson Williams, the the transfer from Ohio State. You know, he had over 125 yards receiving. Uh, John Mechie did his part. But I will say the Alabama defense was so damn dominant at the at the point of contact, in the gaps, at the line of scrimmage. I mean, every single play, Will Anderson was in the backfield on Derek King's ass. And there was a time before halftime, Stu, where I texted you and said, get Derek King out of there. He's going to get murdered because you had Christian Harris. You had Will Anderson. You had Henry 20202 however you say his fucking name. Uh, and it, yeah. And then you had Chris Allen, Chris Allen. Uh, we're starting to find out that it is a significant uh, lower extremity injury. Uh, MRI is needed due to the inflammation on the x-ray. He's probably going to miss the rest of the season. So that's your little tidbit of inside information. That's a huge loss for Alabama. You're losing a, you know, a fifth year senior who's been there under Saban, who understands that defense. He's a leader, although excuse me, although he rotates with the twos, uh, I just think that, you know, that that's going to be a huge loss. Alabama secondary, who we thought was going to be dominant, made some stupid boneheaded plays. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, Miami looked like Bishop Sycamore and Alabama looked like IMG. That joke's not going away. Another team that looked like Bishop Sycamore. What in the holy hell happened at Kimmick? Iowa wins 34, six, uh, Chris, I, I, how do we? What do we even take from that? I mean, it. The first two touchdowns. 
turnovers. Good. Like they, the, the way Iowa ended the season last year, and a lot of people forget, they were dominating everybody they played at the end of the year. Oh, well, I, I remember them just <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris. shit of our, our guys. The, if you look at the box score, though, I mean, Indiana controlled time of possession. I mean, they, honest, I, I barely paid attention to that game today. They so, did. Well, I mean, look, I think I Indiana – Indiana had three turnovers that were in bad field position, and it, it just was – it's a lost cause. Iowa was able to capitalize. But at the end of the day, like, if you look at the stat – the, at, the, at the box score and the stat lines, like, nothing pops out, right? The total yards, 303 for Iowa, 233 for Indiana. Both are atrocious. Uh, but at the end of the day, Iowa was dominant. They're the, the better The team. scary part about Indiana, though, like, they've never done it. You know what I mean? Like – they, they, they've been a threat they've had you know like last year the defense he, he did a good job you know what I mean but like I, I feel like now like when the pressure's on them I mean Stu picked him to win the Big Ten I mean you know what I mean like there's pressure on them you know what Stu I mean? like, is, Stu is a huge a Penix fan I, 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 feel like teams, I always feel like teams with a losing that have a losing history like when they have the pressure on them and you know they're expected to win 10 games this year I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, sometimes they just crumble with that kind of pressure. Still Iowa State Penn. got in that same boat, too. Iowa State's got more pressure than they've ever had. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. A lot of And pressure. it didn't look good today. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. I tell you, all the teams that were hyped up all offseason, whether you're UNC, Iowa State, or Indiana, man, lo- just love each other, right? As Coach Allen would say, just love each other. It's Michael, also overreaction first week, but it's definitely not – definitely doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Look, Michael Penix came back from his injury. He threw 14 to 31. He had zero touchdowns and three interceptions. That right there is enough to tell you that uh, I think Indiana is dead on arrival. I think Michigan State is the team to beat so far, if you ask me. Oh, here we go. Oh, don't yeah. even get him. Don't even tease him. I'm gonna hype. I'm gonna hype Michigan State up until they lose. <laughs> well, yeah, you you do that. I'll be hyping up my Hilltoppers. Uh, let, let's transition here. Some teams that can go straight to the third circle of hell. Uh, rotten burn. West Virginia loses to Maryland, 30-24. Navy. <sighs> Navy um, can't trust the seamen. Uh, you know what? You were funny about Navy though, because I, I, I unfortunately watched all that game until it got. Really I unfortunately bad. bet Navy. Quite, oh, I did. I did too. Um, they had plenty of chances. Statistically, the yards of the first downs were almost even in the first half. They dropped a first down pass that would have put them inside the thirty on fourth down uh, in the first quarter when they were down seven nothing. Um, they had a block, a, a punt got blocked, a field goal got blocked. They kept getting stopped on downs around the 30, 25 yard line. They, they just couldn't figure out how to score. And, you know, then, then it snowballed. And the problem is once you're a triple option team, when you get behind, that's a death sentence. Let me just say Grant Wells for high. Okay. Grant uh, Wells didn't throw a single touchdown. Bobcat, what, what, Heisman what? Trophy came. What's that duty that like seamen get placed on where they're like painting ships and stuff? Uh, I think that's called cum duty. Well, that's Navy's, what Navy's going to be on. Navy's defense. I mean, they they were surrendering the pass. They they weren't even trying to defend it. Well, let, let me tell you something. The, the, no the, 
The Navy. Grant Wells sucked last year. He yeah. sucked. I know he sucks. He sucks this year too. <laughs> but let me tell you something about the Navy. As an Army guy, the Navy has six duty uniforms. They have the most of any branch of service. Do you know I'd why? Like to look pretty. Because because they expect cum stains on their uniform, and they need to rapidly change out of those cum stained uniforms. Nice. So therefore, never bet Navy. They're they're Georgia Tech banned uh, from parlays from here on out. Right, Stu. Hope, hope small children aren't listening to this. Uh, next up, uh, Oregon. Oh, God. 31-24 over Fresno State. They don't cover. Um, that's that. Thibodeau uh, might be out for the year. Walking boot. Not good. Yeah, I think it's a high ankle sprain. Yeah, me too. There's a high if he's out for like four or five weeks, he's going to end up opting out of the rest of the season. Yeah, That high ankle sprain is brutal. Yeah. yeah, you've got – I mean, I think he'll get the tightrope like Tua did. Um, all reports are point, pointing towards a high rope, uh, which he'll be back in like six to eight weeks. Um, but it's at not, that point, I don't – is he even playing? It's not helpful then. I, th- I think he sits out, takes his NIL, NIL money, NIL, whatever, name, image, likeness money, and gets out of it. NIL. NIL. Arkansas Acronyms. with just – a horrific beat. I am so sorry, Chris. Uh, that's horrific. <laughs> hey, you uh, know what, though? In all honesty, my boss, way more mad about it than I am. <laughs> I, I, I actually texted guys I work with, and I said, Phil might have broken all the televisions in his office. I wouldn't be surprised. And he, there might have been a television that we had to replace last year because a five-hour energy bottle went through it. but <laughs> How do you throw a five-hour energy bottle through a TV? Who said it was thrown? Uh, I mean, I it was it was, a it was launched. Run. It was launched. It was chucked. 38-17, but horrific. Do, do you think, though, I think they, they got caught looking ahead to Texas. I really do. I oh, think, yeah. I think they I got mean, caught was, looking ahead. That was, of, that was part of the reason we like to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – I was surprised McCaffrey was not the starting quarterback. Yeah, that was interesting. No, don't they have uh, – aren't they doing K.J. Jefferson? Who, no, you no, talk, no, no, you're talking about Rice. You're talking about Wiley Green. Yeah. Wiley Green started. I mean, we saw Luke. I think Luke threw a few passes in the game. Yeah, he, no, he played. I was just surprised Wiley Green got to start. They said – well, I mean – and Bloomgren said that uh, – both quarterbacks would see action. He didn't know who the starter was going to be until game day. We thought it would just be McCaffrey, and he was playing coy, but it really was Wiley Green. Yeah. We'll move but, on to Wisconsin losing at home to Penn State. And what? Which team wanted to lose this game more? Uh, Wisconsin ended up being the winner in that. Just dreadful play for Mertz, Clifford. These defenses look very good, but I, I – <laughs> I don't know what these offenses are. I have. No I mean, you're you're sounding disappointing, but like this is Wisconsin football. This is this is what they do. Right? No, wait, wait, wait. But but you remember all the hype last year? Graham Mertz, he, he's going to yeah. be the next uh, Russell it Wilson. Was, it was just from Big Cat, dude. Well, no, it wasn't it was just from Big Cat. Big Cat it, started it. it. Okay. Jahan Dotson's legit. Jahan Dotson's legit. No, he is a nice wideout. Yep. Yeah. Um, but Graham Murphy throws everything. You know, when Penn State has a really good wide receiver, they do big things. 
Rob, they always tell you the wide receiver. Allen no, Robinson, Chris Godwin. Chris, when Chris Godwin was there, Penn State was nice. Penn State Whatever. was competitive. I think I yeah, think they Penn had State. Barkley, Miles Sanders. I mean, that's a game had, Penn State uh, shouldn't have won. Gasecki. No, I think. Look, I think we talked about it on the preview on Wednesday. Um, it just turns in the win, but it, too many points. It was it was coming down to quarterback play the entire time. We knew that it would be, you know, the quarterbacks. And Graham Mertz just, I mean, I, he looked like a true freshman out there in his first start, and he was at a home game. Guess what? We all got jump around for the first time in however many hundreds of days, and it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, super spreader event, right, Rob? That's what you texted me. <laughs> I honestly uh, <laughs> felt so bad today for my dad. He went down to the sports book in, in PA on Wednesday. <laughs> he tried to bet 400 on Rutgers. And the lady said at the book, you're only allowed to bet 275. He says, okay. He bets 275 on Rutgers and he bets Wisconsin. I go, why did you bet Wisconsin? Because his pure hate for Penn State. <laughs> he goes, I'm just betting them out of hate. <laughs> so we're watching the Wisconsin game on our phones as we're leaving the parking lot at Rutgers. And of course, fourth down, they can't cover. I mean, just, you know, you, you can't write it up. That's how you get beat. I bet he was mad, man. That's okay. <laughs> We've all been there. We, we, uh, we, we dislike Penn state in this house a lot in this family, I should say in this family. Boston College wins 51 nothing. I only bring that up because I, I think BC is going to be really good this year. Who's um, that tight end? That tight end, man. Yeah, some kid. Yeah. He's a Division yeah. two transfer. From Jacksonville State. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 He looked he's incredible. Like, he's like seven feet, 300 pounds, runs a 4-4-40, and just hurdles people, apparently. Athlete's um, doing a really good job there, man. He really does have them turned around. Watch out. Watch out, ACC. With UNC yeah, by the way, Miami NC down. State and Boston College, uh, I wouldn't want to play them this year. Uh, Michigan uh, throttles Western Michigan after uh, – Central uh, Michigan, I thought. No, Western Broncos. Who um, played Central then? Missouri. Oh, Missouri. That's right. Keep yeah, continuing. Uh, Michigan wins 47-14. Not much to note here, except that uh, according to the Michigan fan base, they're going to win the national championship this year. <laughs> Nothing new. Uh, Oklahoma with a, just a weird performance. Now, now, shout out to Lane. I love me some green wave. They, they look like they emptied out the whole box of tricks in this game. Um and Oklahoma just really struggled to maintain a foothold in this game. Um, Chris, I wanted to go to you on this. What's your take on Oklahoma coming out of this? Is it just first game and you go, because this is a defense that we all thought this is the best defense that he's walking in with, that Lincoln Riley's walking in with. I still think it's the best defense he's had, but that's also a loaded statement because he's not had very many good defenses I don't know I just I have a hard time trusting Oklahoma because every year they just have a game where they don't show up maybe they get it out of the way early and Tulane's kind of a funny team to play and the circumstances were weird and I don't know I I still think that they're the team to beat in the big 12 but would it shock me if they lost a game during the season and it kind of derailed them 
not really, because they do that every year. But in the end, they'll probably win the Big 12 with a loss and make playoffs. I still think that defense is really good, though. I, I think if you look at the turnovers that they forced on Tulane, they were able to capitalize. Yes, it was, you know, in their the, – you know, And I think another position. big part of that, Bobcat, is not enough people realize, like, Tulane has a very good offense. They do, yeah. Tulane What's that has a very thing? legit offense. I'll, I'll tell you, actually, one thing I want to look at, I don't know who Tulane plays next week, but I would not be surprised if Michael Pratt – that dude took a beating today. His head was bouncing off the turf left and right. They he got was, Morgan State, and then they come back at Ole Miss. I'm not betting Morgan State, so never mind. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I think he, he should take really the game it. off. <laughs> that would definitely be a good bet. That's a that's definitely a smart move if they were playing a halfway decent team. Yeah. Them kind of like bouncing even be, off that big It effort. might even be a smart move to – I mean, if you get a lot of points on, on Morgan State because he'll be out of the game quick. Yeah, and and I guarantee you, if he has five carries next week, I'd be shocked. What he are should your guys' play. thoughts on like a big team like Oklahoma? Like, you know, they're prepping for game week. I understand it's the first game; they're fired up. You know, Rattler's going for the Heisman, but you're playing too lame. Like one time, I heard Mac Brown say, "When you get these college kids, you can really only get them at their best three to four games during the year when everybody's hitting on all cylinders. All the other ones." It, it, nothing's going to be perfect. I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that, but I heard him say that before. I So for, for a majority of college football teams, I think that's accurate. But for when you're talking Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, those teams that are routinely in the college football playoff, and especially when we're talking about Spencer Rattler, we're talking about like Kennedy Brooks at running back for them, Marvin Mims. Mario Williams at Oklahoma. Those guys are going to play every single game like their lives are on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I really think that they're going to show out. I mean, Spencer Rattler went 30 of 39 today. Don't forget about that. You know, yeah, he had two interceptions. You know, just I think it's first game nerves. I think Spencer Rattler's still your number one quarterback uh, of all college football. You know, with Matt Corral right on his heels. I mean, if Matt Corral comes out on Monday and just throws 40 of 40, and six touchdowns. I mean, Matt Corral will surpass him, but Spencer Rattler and, and those guys at Oklahoma and those big four schools, they're always getting up to play because it's the culture. It's the coaching staff. It's, it's just in, it's ingrained in their memory and in their mind that they have to be better than everybody else. But look, Matt Brown is mediocre. I'll say that. <laughs> and mediocre breeds med- mediocrity. So, and look, he came out and called his own team overrated today. I don't think Nick Saban or, or Lincoln Riley or anybody would, would say that after a loss. I think they would blame themselves and say, we'll do better. Well, it's um, not a democracy, Bobcat. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, Kansas State beat Stanford 24-7. Kentucky uh, will Levi 45-10. They looked really good today. Uh, and, Rob, I'll let you – you were at the game. You're the only one of us that went to a football game today. The Scarlet Knights beat uh, the Philadelphia School for the Deaf, Dumb, and Blind <laughs> Temple, sixty-one fourteen. Listen, don't let don't let that school don't let that score fool you. I mean, it was you know Rutgers play well. Their defense is pretty good. Uh, you know, Shiano's got them rolling with that, but their offense is not. Oof, man, Vitral is just he is. They're gonna I, have trouble. 
They're going to have, and I, I, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be surprised they have trouble next week at Syracuse because I was not impressed with their Syracuse is bit. actually right now beating Ohio 22-9. And I'm not going to lie, like, crit, well, actually 29-9 right, right now. Um, and they're going to they're gonna end up winning this game. But I, I know, Chris, I want to preview this game, Rutgers next week against Syracuse, which is actually, we talked about it. I think we all agreed. That's going to be a really interesting game to watch. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's funny. He mentioned uh, – Rob mentioned Rutgers, you know, the, the offense not being what it looks like with 61 points. What was – I'm trying to find their total yards for today. It was something like 361. Because when I yeah. saw they had uh, they had 61 points, I was like, wow, who went off for Rutgers? Who had, who blew up for Rutgers? And I'm like – Tulane did. 364. <laughs> Yeah, Tulane blew up for Rutgers. 61 points and 364 yards. It's just special teams turnovers, I guess. I I was, like, looking all over the box score. I'm like, who had this huge game against 61 points? Nobody. (laughs) So What I was surprised with Pacheco, Pacheco, 48 yards on 15 carries. Not great. And I'll tell you what. Syracuse has has a legit ACC running back in Sean Tucker. That that dude can play. And I know, I know it's Ohio and people are like, whatever, but look, you know, um, Ohio with Nathan Rourke and uh, Ruggle, the running back. I mean, they, they, they have a decent offense. They have a decent offense. I mean, that's a, that's a good program. And I know that, I know Solich retired, but the staff is the same. Albin took over. He's been there for years. It's, it's the same staff that has always been there so not not any change for the kids other than you know old ass frank solich ain't walking around anymore fair enough let's go to some of the games in progress uh lsu tied up seven seven with ucla right now aqua is going to probably screw me over um you hate to see it there's like seven ucla fans at this game did you see the crowd <laughs> it's all you know what the thing with UCLA too is they played this like two four five defense. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. But that means they just oh, blitz every play. Well, UCLA. Oh, never mind. It's a Chip Kelly special. Believe me, I've had what, what I, you, I had to deal with him with the Eagles. I've had to deal with him. Yeah. The the coolest stat of this game so far is that LSU has one singular rushing yard, uh, and they're under a hundred total yards right now. So, yeah, well, you know, it looks like LSU's par for the course. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but this line got hammered. This morning it was three and a half. It ended right before kickoff. One and a half, right? A half point. It's a pick em. So, I mean, and I think that the game is showing us that it is a pick em. DTR, you know, <laughs> DTR right now is two of three with 111 yards. He caught a. a- it yeah, was, I mean, he, he threw a wide open tight end that ran for like 80. Yeah, <laughs> but you you look at Max Johnson, 9 of 15, 96 yards with a touchdown. Um, but no, I they have one yard rushing. They've run the ball. They have run the ball 11 times. LSU has. And they have one singular yard rushing. It's not good. It's not, not good. Great. That's not – that is not LSU football. Not great, Bob. Did you, um, did you guys see the video of, um, <laughs> of oh, uh, Coach O screaming at Coach the LSU Coach O walking in. 
bring your ass in. Bring your ass in with that sissy blue shirt on. <laughs> LSU by a billion. Um, no, LSU by two points with a safety. It's going to be 9-7 final score. I'll take it. I need it. <laughs> Texas Tech, Houston tied up 21-21 uh, currently. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, Purdue up 16-7 on Oregon State. Uh, so this is what I want to tell you, Chris, before we got cut off the other night. The line on Purdue-UConn, it's available at Barstool Sportsbook right now, is what would you make the line? I'm not going to tell you the line. What would you make the line, Chris? Yeah, we already made our lines for the week. I had it at 41. It is 41? 27 and a half. God. It is 27 and a half right now. I am mortgaging my house and putting it on the Boilermakers. They love to a non-scholarship FCS team. They're really bad. But like that, they they didn't lose by one. They lost by ten. They, they were down ten points. They couldn't make it up. I told Jim and Robbie today. I was like, whatever the line is on any UConn game, just they got the UMass treatment right now. Yeah, bump the favor by six points. UCLA just scored a touchdown, by the way. Jeez. Awesome. Yeah. There we go. Awesome. In other news, I'm going to jump SEC. off my roof after SEC. this. <laughs> uh, Clemson, Georgia. Georgia up 7 nothing right now, which is uh, off a defensive touchdown. It, it's just a dogfight defensively. Georgia Tech losing 14-7. Five Wait a minute. Let's third. not go over the Clemson-Georgia game right now. Crazy stat of the day. Another crazy stat. Clemson has negative 14 rushing yards right now. Negative yeah, they, 14 rushing yards. Georgia's defense is just mauling. I was about to say, Georgia's defense, it's from not what even, I've seen. It's crazy. I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier Virginia Tech's secondary was the best we've seen in this very short, brief window of a season as of Friday. When I watch Georgia's defense play against Clemson, Clemson has been recruiting at a very high level. They have talent all over the football field. But when you look at Clemson being held to negative 14 rushing yards and then flip that and also acknowledge that Clemson has held Georgia, who is running back you, let's just call it how we see it, to 40 rushing yards, and we're almost through the third quarter. We're halfway through the third quarter, more than halfway. It's This is a ball game, and – you know, I think total yards right now is 125 Georgia, 91 Clemson. It's seven nothing from a pick six. Five, five sacks from Georgia already. Uh, it, it's I crazy. Best, I think the best defense in the country resides in Athens. Also, J, JT Daniels, 15 of 21 so far, 85 yards. He's They're just not going deep, though. He's averaging five yards. It's, it reminds me of the New England Patriots running slant plays. They're getting into little it now. Georgia's moving the ball a little bit here down the field. Yeah, but, you know, JT Daniels is at one bad interception, um, but no sacks thus far. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be watching that game, but I still like Georgia uh, to get after Clemson. By the way, uh, Jeff Sims is out of the ballgame in the Northern Illinois game. I oh, hate dog. you, Bobcat. Is Somebody's he injured? Stu's got to go to, go to bed. Injured? <laughs> All right. Give us an update. I, is he injured? I have, I have no idea. He's just not – he's not the current quarterback right he now. He really has on his Michigan State shirt, you know? Thoughts and prayers. Don't, Rocky don't Lombardi can don't go straight to hell for all I care. That was in, this is now. It's the outsiders. 
Rocky uh, Lombardi's probably 17 to 17 <laughs> with 341 yards tonight. Florida's up 21 nothing on Florida Atlantic. I guess Nikosi Perry's not working out there. Uh, UTSA, in one of those games that we should have seen it coming up 2017 at Illinois, UTSA is not a joke. Like they can put up points and they're doing so. East Tennessee State. The Buccaneers, a team that me and Chris bet on religiously in college basketball, up 10 to 3 over Vanderbilt. No it's worries. Vander, it's Vanderbilt, but also Vanderbilt. UTSA playing Illinois, the team that beat Nebraska last week. So that's actually that's actually huge news. UTSA uh, might actually win that conference. Well, Illinois was a dog in that game. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were uh, well, yeah. In the Nebraska oh. game, they were. Yeah, they were. Oh, about? yeah, Nebraska. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were they a dog against San Antonio? No. Oh, okay. No, they were four and a half point favorite. <laughs> well, they oh, the dog. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the in game line. I they thought it was game line. <laughs> They're a dog now. <laughs> yeah. Southern our 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 fighting uh, Eagles from Southern Miss, Chris. They are down fourteen seven to the Jaguars from South Alabama. I told you, Chris, to the top. Baby. I told you, Chris. You're you're to gonna top. lose this game by uh, like three points. In <laughs> Frank, Jake Frank. quarterback. I'm I'm okay. Don't knock my my South Alabama Jaguars. Okay, Frank Frank Gore Jr. is putting on a show. If J- if Jake Bentley hadn't transferred, they wouldn't need to call on a grad assistant at South Carolina to play quarterback. Just saying. Uh, Texas ain't up. Texas A&M is only up 10 to three against Kent state. Um, that's a wild score right now. Apart for the course, Haynes King, two picks in this game already. Hey, and those offensive line looks like shit. They can't the fourth and fourth and short against a defense that was given up like 40 points a game in Mac play last year. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get a first down. I, I don't know. I feel really bad about taking them as my my number one pick in the SEC West right about now. <laughs> They're another uh, team with pressure, right? They're another team that's like, you know, th- this this is it for Jimbo Fisher, isn't it? Like, I mean, this no, is no, he this just is got what a contract that extension. Money for. He just got an extension. He's making like nine and a quarter a year now. This is why he had that band on the the airport, the tarmac when he got off at the airport. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna Kiffin yeah. him. But listen, no, after I, last year, he has a lot of a lot of room to maneuver. I mean, it, that was their best team in years last year. Yeah, and I that's think true. that's true. I, I think, look, no matter what happens with Texas A and M, pressure or not, if you can't beat Nick Saban, that's one thing. But if you can't be, beat Nick Saban's alma mater of Kent State, that's a whole nother point of contention, right? There. They are the Golden Flash for a reason. That's uh, right. We're we're gonna wrap it up, fellas. Chris, real quick. NC Sports, uh, what do you guys got going on this week? Uh, well, right now, things haven't been great, so hopefully LSU comes through and improves our day a little. Um, well, jump on board for Power Sweep coming up. Uh, we'll be releasing another issue of Power Sweep on Tuesday. Power Sweep podcast coming next week. So definitely uh, jump on board, ncsports.com. Uh, what day is Power Sweep coming out? Tuesday. Perfect. So, folks, hop on board Tuesday. You can get early lines. You can get it before the Sharps hammer it down. Get on ncsports.com. Check us out. We'll be back Thursday morning with the pick show. And also, dropping this week, a new show on in the Money Players Podcast uh, Network on YouTube. 
odds on this bet, we're going to be looking at, uh, I'll give you some of my picks for the upcoming week. You, you goddamn right, Purdue's going to be on it. Uh, and yeah, that'll UAB, be it. UAB over Georgia. Put it on there, Alan. Let's yeah, go. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> let you do that. Uh, Hype it up. So for Rob, the Bobcat, Chris, CVD, as I like to call him, uh, we're checking out. Thank you for listening and good luck this week.